Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. 44 minutes after four, my family, that is your time uh, here on Radio Pulpit. And of course, you're joining us just on time uh, for conversation that we've been anticipating for the past week already, or at least for the past three days. And uh, we're absolutely uh, appreciative uh, that uh, the South African Social Security Agency, I got that name correctly, uh, will be joining us here on the line, represented by Marketing and Publications Senior Manager, uh, Moabi Bitsi, who joins us on the line this afternoon. Good afternoon, and Dade Moabi. Good afternoon, and 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 thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon and uh, welcome to the business. Yeah. Let's give a quick background, uh, Moabi, with regards to uh, the state of affairs. Uh, how did we, in fact, what exactly are we looking at in terms of the delays uh, to the payments uh, to uh, SASA beneficiaries last week? Maybe I must start by first um, um, rendering SASA's apology uh, regarding the payments of grants based on the glitches that we experienced on the 5th and the 6th, mm. well, and part of the 7th. But what should have been ensured was that the Post Bank, which pays about 5.6 or 5.3 million beneficiaries, experienced technical glitches uh, because they are currently upgrading their systems. Mm. But this does not mean that grants were not paid because. Uh, there are two methods in which beneficiaries are able to receive their grant. Mm-hmm. The best method is through a bank account of their choice, and then the second part is through a system, well, a mechanism, a method chosen by SASA, mm. which is the post bank. Mm. So from the SASA side, grants have been processed. The only dynamic was that through, due to the technical challenges that the post bank was experiencing, a lot and a number of people could not access their grants, and that number was actually six hundred thousand. Mm. Um, by late yesterday, it was around five hundred thousand people who have already been paid, and now we were remaining with about um, a hundred thousand beneficiaries who have not been paid. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I've not received that for this afternoon or this evening, but surely I know that. Our teams are on the ground making sure that every bit is paid. But we, with the Minister of Social Development earlier today, visited uh, the post office in, in Pretoria and mm. Colcruda Square, mm. and there were very few people who actually wanted to get access to their grants. Well, so by just an eye that we had, we could see that the numbers have gone down, mm. and we can tell that a lot of people have received their grants. Right, right. And uh, if we're talking about, uh, as far as you can remember, uh, if you're talking about 100,000 beneficiaries who have not yet uh, been paid, out of how many beneficiaries are we looking at that 100,000? What's the pool? The technical issues at the post bank affected approximately about 600,000 beneficiaries. Right, right. Okay. Like, like, like I've indicated by late yesterday, uh, we had paid about 500,000 of those beneficiaries. Mm. Remember, the ditches, the, the post-bank system started uh, stabilizing around the, the 6th in the afternoon. Mm. So we dealt with a lot of backlog between then and, and, and now. So a lot of beneficiaries are receiving their grants, and uh, the post-bank has also provided other avenues in which um, the clients can check sure. 
and uh, whatever challenges that they are encountering can be uh, resolved. Let me ask this question, uh, and Dr. what are the mechanics of this relationship that uh, uh, that the agency has with Postbank? And I mean, maybe differently put, why do we need a postbank in the whole mix of dispersing uh, grants to beneficiaries? The, the postbank, um, in terms of the grant payment system, the postbank is the implementing arm, which means the payment uh, method that people can use to access their grants. And and it's the postbank because when people access their grants through the postbank, mm. they're able to get their exact amount without any charges. So a lot of people opt to use the post bank because mm. that's 10 rands, that's 20, 20 rands that they have to pay at an ATM mm. or at a retailer. It's not there. So they get their full grant as is. Sure. Sure. Yes. So basically the post bank um, is structured, the modeling there is structured. It's, 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 um, it's consumer centric more than it is because, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a non, uh, what do you call it? it? It's, it's not looking at making any financial gain for itself. Correct. And this is why the post bank is government's choice amongst many other reasons. Yeah. Look. When, they, when our beneficiaries access their grants at Postbank, mm. there is uh, no fee that they attract. But obviously, it's because government has subsidized that, that, that part of, of, of the payment system. But like I said, our people or clients have got a choice mm. uh, that they can make. And it's their right to choose how they want to receive their grants. So the one, yeah. So the ones that have opted, you know, not to go with the post bank, is there an option for 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 uh, for beneficiaries not to be paid by post bank? Yes, it's the two options. So if you don't get your money through the post bank, you've got the right to choose how you want to receive your grant, and it will be at any other bank or institution of your choice, mm. which includes the post bank, by the way. Right. So, so you can choose to to get your grant at point at bank A mm. instead of bank B. And right. next month, if you want to change from bank B to C, you can still change from bank C to D. Now, if if then indeed this relationship uh, with uh, with the post bank, um, I mean, look, it's benefit when it works, it works, right? So. We can't isolate one incident and start lambasting this relationship, right? Or even Sasa's decision to bring in an implementing partner. But how then does Sasa hold uh, this implementing partner accountable? Besides the board uh, resigning and all of those uh, 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 governance issues, how do you hold them accountable so that we really have as little glitches where beneficiaries have to sit under the sun and we're not talking about able people we're not talking about 24 year olds we're talking about the elderly yeah obviously like i said um sasa has got a an agreement with the post bank there are penalties that are applied between in any relationship between sasa and the post bank but um, where we are now i cannot comment about other contractual issues uh, related to SASA and the post bank. But the essence is that post bank is the 
bank that's supposed to pay grants once um, the no, uh, no, but why can you not comment about contractual issues? I mean, those contractual issues are directly connected to post banks or at least SASA's ability uh, to provide services as required. Yes. Uh, for the life of SASA, our job is to make sure that we manage our relationship in such a way that our clients are able to access the grants as we have promised. As and when there are issues that, are, that arise between our relationship with Post Bank, those issues are resolved and discussed at another level. That is why even the ministers have come to intervene and make sure that there's proper access and management and to, show, to micromanage the process to make sure that what is due to beneficiaries right. is, okay. happens. Okay. So on an ongoing basis, we'll continue. Henceforth, the teams are on the ground. We've now sort of have a cross inter agency inter-organizational teams that are looking at these issues on a daily basis and monitoring the payment system and how it's performing. Mm. And uh, when there are issues that emanate from there, we always troubleshoot and find a workable solution to make sure that our clients continue to enjoy uninterrupted services and payment of their grants. Sure. I'm certain that those uh, multidisciplinary teams will sort of also do a lot of social reading, you know, to come up with all the repercussions um, of uh, grants not having been paid. Uh, some of those will reach uh, your, your, uh, your data, uh, your data, your, your databases, and possibly some of those will not reach them. And the reason why I mentioned this and that is because I'm trying to, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, if this should happen again, um, and I'm really hoping it will not, in the next year, who exactly do we hold accountable and how? SASA's job is to make sure that all the 17 million people who receive grants are paid. We have successfully made sure that over the past uh, 16 years or 18 years or so, every beneficiary who is, who is entitled to a grant receives it. Um, the issue of access to the, the funds is a relationship that we continuously manage. And and the duties that are experienced by the Post Bank came as a fact that SASA also wants to make sure that the Post Bank delivers a world-class service um, and thus they had to upgrade their systems to make sure that they respond to the modern needs of the modern clients. So, though, with um, hindsight, we should have also micromanaged the issues to make sure that uh, it does not put our beneficiaries in a, in, a, in, a, in a difficult position like they are now. That is why we also apologize and you know, say it's not, we cannot apologize enough. Mm. Um, what should happen should not have happened. And, and, and we, our hearts um, and our apologies are extended to our beneficiaries for the hardship that they faced during this period. Hmm. And so, uh, sorry, the question remains, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Pitti, uh, who do we hold accountable and how? SASA's job is to make sure that the grants are paid. Post Bank is to make sure that the people access the grants. Hmm. So we must hold each other accountable in that fashion. Right. For SASA's side, grants have been paid, amounts have been uh, push to the beneficiary account. I can make an example. Mm. When you get your salary every month, your organization pays your salary into your account. When you've got issues with your account, mm. uh, you don't necessarily go to your employer once the employer has paid. But because these are our clients, 
we want to make sure that we manage also the relations between ourselves and the post bank to make sure that our clients have got the best possible service for the money that government pays to for them as part of social security. In this mm, Look, let's leave it right there, uh, only for the sake of time. Uh, I suppose then, you know, going forward, uh, what this has done, uh, you know, certainly from a stakeholder point of view, it has just sort of given us uh, the, the the need to sort of have these ongoing conversations and maybe just a little bit of social education and that they so that when these uh, incidents, uh, very isolated, I must say, incidents do happen, at least our people know exactly what to do, uh, the Systems in place where they collect uh, their grants, where uh, we, we we don't have news of a country that cannot take care um, of its citizens. That that that's a picture we do not want, at least not for our generation. Can we at least agree to that? No, we agree in principle that uh, grants have been the most effective way of fighting poverty. Yeah. It has helped many people to improve their livelihoods. It has taken our our a lot of our clients from and giving them home for at least a meal a day, uh, transport to school, mm. crutches are paid. So it is, grants have changed the lives of millions of people over the years. And it's our commitment as SASA to make sure that that continues and and we add dignity attached to it. We, we, we've gone just beyond, uh, want to go just beyond uh, giving people access mm. to, to this grant. We want to give it with more dignity, Absolutely. on time mm. and regularly. And it's our commitment and uh, to, to make sure that as we go along, we solidify this case that we've made to make sure that we improve the lives and of millions of, of people, especially women, children and the vulnerable. Right. And so those uh, beneficiaries who may then form part um, of the hundred uh, uh, that are still uh, to receive their payments, who can they call and sort of what sort of timelines are we looking at? Um, as we speak, I bet we are now at less than hundred, yes, thousand people right. who are still to be paid. Mm-hmm. And, and on an ongoing basis, we've got, we've deployed teams on the ground to make sure that they access the services. Suppose if people uh, or clients inquire, um, encounter challenges, mm. they can call the Post Bank call center sure. at 0800 mm-hmm. or send a text message to the Post Office WhatsApp li- Post Bank WhatsApp line on 073 806 1631. Okay, fantastic. Well, so well, that's... there's also an email, yes. but um, um, yeah, the, yeah, but the SASA call center number is 0800 601011 to all issues related to grants. Essay. Mm-hmm. But like I said, SASA has done its part to make sure that grants are, made, uh, are provided to our clients. Mm. The only thing that we have is how clients are able to access the grants from the post bank site. And like I said, millions of other beneficiaries who get their grants through other means except the post bank mm. have been paid and they have got have enjoyed uh, their grants for the past few days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In no. fact we are we are preparing to uh, next month, I think from the fifth, the fourth and the fifth, we'll also be paying grants again for, for the next 
cycle, which is in October. Mm-hmm. But I want to also speak about a bit of fraud that we've experienced with our clients, and we want to warn them to be vigilant at ATMs and mm-hmm. uh, retailers, because, you know, in these difficult moments, there are opportunities to want to take right. advantage of the poor and vulnerable. So we advise our clients to remain vigilant at even during this period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dr. Pizzi, we, we, we've really, let me tell you, uh, I have uh, such an appreciation uh, for Sasa at this moment because uh, we could have still been guessing, you know, and relying on uh, the media briefing that some of us did not necessarily attend. Uh, but you were available and uh, the agency has availed itself to its communities and we appreciate that. And uh, please do keep us posted. And we certainly wish that uh, by the end of today, at least, that all beneficiaries would have been paid. Uh, thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate Thanks a lot. The conversations will continue. Thanks. Fantastic. That is uh, the senior manager, my family for publications um, uh, at uh, at at the social um, the South African Social uh, Security Agency Marketing and Publications senior manager Dede Moabi Bizi, uh, who joins us for this conversation this afternoon. Of course, that will be podcast radiopulpit.co.za. Look out for it. And I really hope that that uh, that was able to at least provide some kind uh, of background, progress, and information to somebody that has been affected uh, by the. Uh, by the delays in payments uh, uh, to Sasa beneficiaries. It is a minute after five. We're crossing over now to have a look at the latest in the news. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit. You and 657 AM and life. A winning team on the road to eternity.